there's a lot of men today, people in general, but in particular men, who frankly don't know how to think for themselves. They follow the thinking of others. Something that was supposed to be instilled in us going through our school system, it was never there. It was, it was, it's been turned into, you know, serve me information and just take it for face value. That's it. You know, these lemmings, these people that, that don't want to look into things or research or, or make their own decisions are, are being led down a, a path that uh, I know I don't agree with. Men today need their own intellectual version of Fight Club. Feeling good might be feeling good in the moment, but then the feeling of regret is fucking 100 times worse, and it lasts 100 times longer. Chances are that thought got shoved down your throat by the media. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself, and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up, because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior, and on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Sovereign Man Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou, and I'm here with my man, Rob Arpa. What's going on, Arps? Hey brother, it's a it's a beautiful shiny day in November. You know, when you're reaching okay. 21 degrees in November, crazy. You know, we get a, a little taste of what the, the 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 winds from California. It's always great. It feels you know, like a Chinook in Calgary, right? Feels like a Chinook in in Calgary in uh, in, in in the frozen tundras of Alberta. Uh, but I was outside yesterday with my son at the soccer field. He had his shirt off. He was doing practices. I was in shorts and a t-shirt. You know, uh, it was awesome, man. It was like super califragilistic. Awesome to do that in the middle of November. So, and the sun is shining right now. I can see it. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's coming through your window. It's coming through mine. And it, your, your your camera shows a little better than mine does. But, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so, a beautiful day today. It really is. It really is. So today, we want to talk about intellectual sovereignty. So within sovereign man, we've declared that there are, um, for a man to be sovereign, in other words, for a man to be self-sufficient, he needs to be sovereign in five areas of his life, right? One of them is, you know, physical, health-wise. He's got, he's got to be able to take care of himself and not need anybody to push him around and have the energy to be able to get through life. Um, two is that... Um, he needs to be financially sovereign. He's got to be able to pay his own bills, not need to rely on anybody else. I think that's important as well. Three is he's got to be emotionally sovereign. He needs to be someone who doesn't need someone else, like some clingy little little bitch of a man. He should be able to live mm-hmm. on his own without emotionally needing others. And four is he needs to be spiritually sovereign, have a good relationship with his creator, have a relationship with his creator and uh, five is he needs to be intellectually sovereign which means he needs to think for himself you and i've been talking about why that's important and today's topic is all about being intellectually sovereign right how to think for yourself there's a lot of men today people in general but in particular men who frankly don't know how to think for themselves they follow the thinking of others and I wanted to know Art, yeah. what your thoughts were around that. Yeah, you know, brother, I I think it's it's more got to do with like just just that the natural curiosity to learn, you know, something that was supposed to be instilled in us going through our school system, uh, it was never there. It was it was it's been turned into, you know, serve me information, and just take it for face value. That's it, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, are like are, uh, are like lemmings out there. They'll just take whatever is given to them at face value. I, you know, I watched this TED Talk once with this uh, this this woman that was doing the TED Talk, and she was talking about marketing. And mm. she's like, whatever we print on the box, whoever reads it is going to take it at face value. So she said, we could put kosher bacon on the package of, of, of a package of bacon, which is totally non-kosher. Yeah. And then most people would take it for face value. Right. They wouldn't they wouldn't dispute it. They won't even look into it. They wouldn't care. 
and, and and that's 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 our reality. As long as someone thinks it's in print, they think it's real. And and, and beyond that, like now that we're in the digital age, anybody can put can put a few keys to a keyboard and and print something. And, and I think that that's you know part of the day and age now where you know you know these these so-called uh, you know these lemmings, these people that that don't want to look into things or research or, or make their own decisions are, are being led, you know, down a, a path that uh, I, I know I don't agree with, uh, you know. Well, interesting about this TED talk, interesting about marketing uh, being all about, we can put anything out there and most people are going to buy it. That's a fact. That's a, that's a fact that that's ah. what's happening in the modern world. People like lemmings will accept what's being told to them. I mean, I saw a Love cartoon. Um, I saw a cartoon <clears throat> this morning. There was a um, there was a bunch of sheep uh, in a pasture, and then there was this billboard, a political sign, with a big wolf in a suit, like a freaking wolf. And the the message on the wolf was, uh, on on the billboard was, "I will eat you." And one of the sheep was telling the other ones, I voted for this guy because I can't stand Trump. <laughs> I mean, just you think about it. You think about it is that's holy funny. Cannoli. Yeah, it's super funny. But it also tells you that this is an example of people not thinking. Because yeah. if that's really true, if you've been conditioned by the media to hate, hate an individual, you ought to look at that and go, why? Yeah why yeah like how is it that i hate this person i mean hate's a big word like you know politicians that i hate are politicians who've tried to take my freedom away you know like yeah justin turdeau like turdeau has had uh a um a reign of error where all he's done is try to take my free our freedoms away. He forced us to have vax mandates so we couldn't fly. He forced us to have vax mandates so we couldn't go into restaurants. All kinds of bull crap like that, right? And and it was very obvious that all that was nothing but tyranny being shoved down our oh, yeah. and totally. And so I I I hate that motherfucker. You know what I mean? He's a piece of crap, and so are all the other politicians that tried to force that down our throats. Now. The new premier of um, Alberta, Danielle Smith, officially apologized to all the unvaccinated people for the legal discrimination that the government put out against them. And she officially apologized to all the people whose freedoms were taken away, the freedom to worship, the freedom to gather around. She officially apologized. She said she's going to go look into having the Alberta government um, stop persecuting these people now that's a politician i'm not even from alberta i don't live in alberta but i love her you know what i mean and the reason i love her is yeah. because she's acknowledging that freedoms were under assault and they were taken away so i'm in favor of anybody who is pro-freedom but if you just don't like someone's personality like there's a man in our community right you know who i'm talking about his his initials are lc and this fellow you know keeps talking about how much he hates Donald Trump and he doesn't like him because Trump is such a bully. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. So, so the Trump reminds me a lot of our, of our old mayor, Rob Ford, right? This is a man. He's, he, he wears himself on his sleeve unfiltered. You know, he's not, he doesn't play the, the political correctness game. And, and, you know, like that's, that's a viewpoint. I appreciate. Uh, so he does. So he says a lot of things that he may necessarily, you know, not mean. But like when you look, you look at the the presidencies of you know the last few years. Uh, he's the only one that's ever been able to what meet the leader of North Korea. Yeah. Right. How many missiles did they shoot over over Japanese islands while Trump was in power? Not many. zero. Zero. Right. Zero. <laughs> Crimea. Now re remind me, because my my memory might be a little fucking vague. But if I under if I remember right, Crimea was annexed while um, Obama, Obama was president. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
that should stop while Trump was in, in in his presidency, right? And then as soon as Biden comes in, now we've got Russia back in Ukraine. Yep. So like, you know, this is this is what we mean by people need to, to look and think and, and think for themselves and come to their 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 own conclusions. And then they need to make not just a decision that's best for them, but what's best for us as a society, as a country. You know, you know what I mean? Like if I was an American, I would have supported Trump again because let's face it. You know, Biden. I, I don't. I don't understand why. Why they? He's how they can elect a man that likes a man can barely stand up or 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 commit a full sentence to a microphone. Like I, I don't think he won that election fair and square. I've seen stolen elections, and I'm just telling you, all the hallmarks of a stolen election were there, all of them. Right. So, do I have proof? I don't have proof, yeah. but I'm telling you that. In American history, they have these things called bellwether counties. Never before this election did someone win all the bellwether counties and Trump won 18 out of 19 and not won the presidency. Never. First time. Makes no sense. He he increased his percentage of vote share in 44 states. The only ones he didn't were those six states that were super close and he barely lost. And then he's leading by tons. And then there's a vote tump that's 100% for Biden in six states all at once. I'm telling you, that stuff smells. It just smells. That's the kind of crap they did back yeah. home. And it just, it does, it doesn't look right. And now, you know, I've been reading the the um the Republican Party has like made a massive election integrity effort. They have 80,000 people that are engaged in these midterms in watching what these Dems are doing in like 36 states. To make sure they don't pull the shenanigans and that that effort's growing and growing they are like having um uh, uh lawsuit after lawsuit against democrat shenanigans right saying hey you can't uh you know you, you're trying to like make uh mail-in ballots with no signature verification which is nuts which basically means you can cheat and do whatever the hell you want right and so they made that illegal they, they sued for that in a bunch of places all that is important and great. But I mean, moving away from the political side, for me, yeah, I have a viewpoint, but I think for myself, like last night, I watched Donald Trump do his Save America rally in Latrobe, Pennsylvania for Dr. Oz, right? And the gubernatorial candidate, Doug Mastriano. And I liked most of it, but then he talked about Governor Ron DeSantis. He called him Governor Ron DeSantis. And I'm like, don't take shots at Ron DeSantis, man. Yeah, he may be your potentially your presidential primary opponent, but don't fucking do that. We need yeah. Ron DeSantis. Stop, cut that shit out, Donald. This ain't about your goddamn ego. This is about the country, right? So I love Ron. I love Donald Trump, but no, I wasn't cool with that. You know what I mean? Just because I like Donald Trump doesn't mean I agree with everything he does and he says. That's what it means yeah. to be somebody who can think for himself. You know what I mean? I see what's going yeah. on in the world. I think for myself. I know you see what's going on in the world. I know you think for yourself. We need to help young men right now and even older men who don't think for themselves to think for themselves. So our our, our fella LC, that fella, we need to like show him, listen, dude, stop fucking watching the news for about a year and then let's actually talk to you and let you let let that negative influence that you've allowed to think for you go away so you can learn how to think for yourself. Me personally, like when I when I when I look at how that that gentleman comes to his his you know political leanings and how he devolves this information, he does what what he's been taught, and and what he's trying to do is base a logical decision on what he's supposed to feel, you know, and and a character like Donald Trump or Rob Ford makes him feel uncomfortable. Right. This is this is all my suspicion. This is, you know, me, me pulling at straws and may not be necessarily true. I just want to make that clear. I don't want people to say, oh, yeah, this is all gold. No, no. Go out and figure this shit out for yourself. But, you know, basing logical decisions on feelings do not always lead you to the to the making the right decision. No, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and and we again. Us, at least here in the West, have been conditioned by our our educational system to to do that and it's 
you know, it's not right. And if you look at like uh, at, at how most people are sitting in their financial situations right now, that interest rates are skyrocketing. Everybody's crying. Why? Because they made a emotional decision around their purchases, right? That's what they did. They didn't make a logical decision. And, and you know, and, and any, any, you know, marketer or, or, or what do they call them? Those, those psychiatrists that are in the marketing sections that, that study, you know, humans, uh, the way humans think and feel they, they design and gear advertisements, packaging, and, and even the way a store is laid out to convince you emotionally to spend more money, you yes. know, and that's, that's what we, that's the society we live in today. So, you know, and, and I think that is a, a, a large, large problem. Uh, I believe in, uh, okay, now again, my personal view, when you look at people like, like Justin Trudeau, when I've met some of his outspoken supporters, they totally made an emotional decision to support him. They did. Because his, you know, his, his policies he was campaigning on logically we're such a we're so full of shit no government should run a deficit when the market is doing well when the markets do well you don't do that you pay off your debts you don't leverage yourself when the shit hits the fan you leverage yourself to keep the market afloat that's what you're supposed to do he went from a a a government with almost no debt Yep. Uh, if not zero debt, I, I I can't recall the stats. And he pounded Deficit. up. There was a like, national debt. Some, some, there was a national debt, but there was no deficit. No deficit. In the, in the, no in deficit. The, uh, yeah. In the uh, budget, right? But again, he chose to run deficits, right? And, and like, that's something you don't do when times are good. No. Right. That is like, like Warren Buffett says this shit all the time. When the markets are well, hoard cash. Don't buy because it's not the time to buy. When the market's shit, that's when you take your money and you start buying shit on the cheap. Robert Kiyosaki says the same thing. Money is made when you buy, not when you sell. When you buy, not when you sell. So when the markets are doing well, you hoard your cash. When the markets go to shit, that's when the the sharks come out, right? And that's that's the difference. And, And, you know... The, the emotional status around that is, is the opposite. When markets are doing well, you feel compelled to spend money because you feel it's okay, but it's not necessarily the truth. And this is why we need, you know, this is why men need to think for themselves, especially men that are married. If you're going to be the leader of a household, you need to be the person that's logical, that's making the logical decisions, right? Because we know like the feminine is not very logical. And we don't want them to be. There's nothing wrong with, you know, there's there's always a need for that feeling. One person has to be the feelings. One person has to be the logic. That's the way it goes, right? Now, now you know, uh, we've both read, uh, I think it was the the way the superior man from David Data, right? You yeah. know, and, and he specifies, you know, you know, in, in maybe maybe 10% of relationships, the, the two individuals are equal in terms of their emotional, logical stuff. And in 10%, yeah. You know, maybe the woman is the logical one and the man is the emotional one. But in, in you know, 80% of relationships, it's usually the man that's got to fulfill that logical role. And, and, you know, our human race survived for thousands of years with this dynamic. But now it's being like a, it, it's being eroded, you know, from it, you know, and divorce rates are up, you know, uh, uh, you know, broken homes are, are everywhere children are at a disadvantage because of it you know our, our future is at stake because that dynamic has been broken yeah 100% you know, brother, true. And, and it's and men have been you know misled totally misled you know women have been misled too women have been misled. yeah women are being lied to as well I, and and you know how many videos do you do we come across on youtube you know albeit they're somewhat comical because if they said it too seriously people would just be an uprising because you know like who who wants to do it but how many women are being misled with the oh you know if only someone had told me the truth that you know i'm a lawyer 40 years old i have no kids and i'm depressed as shit how many of these videos do we come across you know they're they're out too many too many brother too many 
women women right the now are, are not understanding that, that young women once they hit their early 20s should not be pursuing their career first should be pursuing family first and having their children in their 20s and then pursue their career should they want to do it in their 30s and 40s that's my belief now obviously you can do whatever you want it's a free society it's a free country yeah. but the if you if you if you're um you know if you're a person who thinks for himself and you look at biology when are women's prime childbearing years they start in their mid teens right no they start yeah. in their mid teens actually and they go teens yeah they go till they're roughly their mid 30s to start childbearing in your mid 30s is insane now in our society in our culture mid teens you know girls aren't raised to do that so i wouldn't recommend that but Certainly by the time you're 19, 20, 21, 22, that should be top of mind for you if you're a girl. You should be thinking, hey, I want to get married to a good dude and I want to have a family now. That's the time yeah. to do it. And and for young men, the same. Start your family at, at that point in time. And, you know, then once you've started your family, I mean, your job as a man is going to be out there to go work and take care of the family and whatnot, but support your, your wife in raising a, a great household. Your wife can then choose to work if she wants to later on. But God knows that they've been, women are being taught that, you know, motherhood and all that, that's horrible. And they're going out into the workforce in their 20s, in their prime childbearing years. And they're thinking, oh, well, this is the time for me to go have some fun. Yeah, you could. You totally could. You could go sleep with a bunch of guys. Then you're going to be yeah. 40 at some point, not going to have any kids. You're going to be depressed as hell because you don't have kids. And, and, and it's a problem. Look, my lady, Teresa, you know her. She's beautiful, sexy girl. She's in her 50s, and she never had kids. And it is her biggest regret in life. Biggest regret. Mm -hmm. Biggest regret. She biggest is so regret. upset. She told me yesterday, you know, I could have had four or five kids. I'd have been a great mom. And I go, yeah, you would have. You would have. But you didn't. Yeah. What are you gonna you know, do? I, how am I gonna how am I gonna how am I gonna help her? I can't I don't want to make her feel bad, obviously. And you know, I guess honey, it's, 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 you know, it's, when I, you went down a different path, but she is a microcosm of the world. So women are being misled that way. And then men are being misled to say, Hey, you know, you're toxic or you're bad, or there's this other stream of men that are going, Hey, you know what? You're, you, you don't need to have anything to do with women, go your own way, marriage and all that's bad. And I think that's insane. Yeah. I know society's against marriage. Yeah. I know the rules are stacked against men. All that's true. We won't have a society. We won't have a future if men don't get married and form families. Like, what, what fucking mm -hmm. insanity is that? That there's these dudes that are going around, well, you know, be a high-value man, make your money, take care of yourself, go out there. What? That's a fucking adolescent, man. That's a fantasy of a guy who wants to go make, become like a, you know, rich, young by uh, playing sports and shit like that. So, you know, even, even if you take that, if you take that and you look at it in a logical fashion, right? You have these men that are that are creating these, you know, participating in the creation of these broken homes because it's not just their fault. Like, I don't blame men for being afraid to be in these long term relationships just because the 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 divorce laws in this country are, are severely one sided. They're yeah. absolutely fucking terrible. And it's the government's Great. fault for these broken fucking homes because they supported this bullshit. Yeah. But beyond that, if you think about it logically, if men are 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 fathering children in broken homes that lead to higher rates of crime, right? The more they go out and accumulate, the more they're going to get stolen, right? Because that's what it's going to be. You're breeding, you know, victims and wolves. That's what we're doing. You know, it, it's it, not the, the numbers wolves, are there. Bro. Numbers don't discriminate. They don't fucking lie. Doesn't matter what your teacher tells you her feelings are. Numbers don't lie and they don't discriminate. They don't choose. They just tell you what the the, the truth is yeah. and and you know children of 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 you know the, these these families that with with uh without both parents there are more likely are, are less likely to succeed in a school setting to begin with they're less likely to become a a, a full-fledged member of society they're more likely to get into into trouble whether it be drugs or crime or both you, you, you know what i mean and, and we see this stuff all the fucking time so you know, if men if men are too afraid to do the responsible thing and, and you know choose the the right partner to be with, you know that's what you're doing. You're you're putting your own wealth at risk by 
by fathering these these kids with without your your attention you know uh, the father needs to be there like back in the day you know like oh, fuck man when i was growing up if, if the school ever called the house man i'd be shitting myself to have to deal with my father you know because you know we knew that the the consequences of that were were, were pretty harsh you, you, you know what i mean These kids, they don't give a rat's ass. They don't give a flying fuck. Because they know, like, first off, there's no there's no father at home. There's no one that they're, there's no one parent they're afraid of. You know, and then, you know, My kids are afraid of me. What are, what are they going to do? Yeah, but, but dude, that's that's in your household. But you you have these kids that don't have access to their, to their, to, you know, a, a male, you know, person or a masculine role model. Yeah, it's in a problem. Household. There's no rule of law in that household. You know, and, and, and the government through the Children's Aid Society, like, I understand that there's a, there is a need, there's, there's child abuses that have happened, I know, but, you know, that, that there, there needs to be that, that, that person that's going to uphold that line, you know, when these kids overstep, it, someone needs to be the person, and, and unfortunately, like, call me, call me crazy, but boys, boys are physical, like, you know, Jordan Peterson always talks about how, how, you know, the, the masculine comes up, uh, you know, with each other and, you know, a boy that's maybe six years old, you know, he, he's, he's not going to respond, you know, uh, to his father in, in much of a, of a, of a counter offensive way. But when that kid gets older and he gets, you know, bigger, you know, it's, it's fucking the law of nature, man. Look, look at the lions, man. When that, when that, when that cub lion, that fucking cub gets old enough, he's going to square off with the with the leader of that pack, that male lion. And one of them's leaving that fucking pack, you know, and that's that's the law of nature. And that shit has to be able to happen in a household like it, it just it has to be there. You know, a boy, a boy, need, a boy and his father is going to come to a point where, you know, they may get the they may, they may have to get to a point where near nearly to violence It's going to get really fucking close. And one of them's got to leave that household for a while, you know, and, and, you know, we talk about this in, in our program about the, the stages of, of the father son relationship, and that's yeah. what it's got to be. Yeah. You know, no, there are I'm... times where, you know, I, I, I could tell you there's times I grew up or growing up. My father was so hard on me. I thought, I thought the man literally hated me. I thought he had some really bad feelings against me and it's, it wasn't true. And not until I, I, you know, found myself in the world as a, as a, as a positive member of society that, you know, and, and doing the work that we do that I figured out that, you know, this is just a natural progression of the father son relationship. Now the two of us are, are, we're like, we're like friends, you know, I've never, I've never had my father turn to me and say, you know, thank you for doing something for him before ever. It was always do it or else, right. It was always do it or else. And now it's like, now he thinks I'm I'm inconveniencing myself when I go by just to see them. You know what I mean? You know, sorry for making you come by. For what? You know? You're my pops. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. that's that's the way that's the way things go. But you know, yeah, we, we don't have we don't have that in this day and age anymore. You know, you look at some of these men and it's like they're just they're just lemmings, lemmings. Just like in uh just like in Fight Club, whether you, you read the book or watch the movie, right? The, they're both going good. Around, I've read ordering the book stuff and from watched my, the movie. They're you, both good. Order ordering furniture from the Swedish manufacturer because he thought that's what he was supposed to do, right? You know, no, no self thought. Like, you know, I, I don't no know. No self thought how is what we're talking can... about. I mean, Fight Club is a microcosm of what we're talking about here. Those men in Fight Club, yeah. they thought for their fucking selves. They thought for themselves. They did not they think were, the way society was, told them to think. They were challenged oh. and they got into they got into they got into fights with folks because those fights actually would force them to get out of that fucking little um blue that, pill cocoon that the world had shoved them into like, and made them one come of the out best and scenes, become man. real fucking men. And that's what it's it all like, about. That was, no, no, let me like finish. One of the finish. best scenes, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But you think about that. What we're talking about here is that men today need their own uh, 
intellectual version of Fight Club. You need to go take a look at the fucking news media and all that shit they're trying to shove down your throats 24-7 and say, fuck this, cut that shit out, seek out alternative sources of news that aren't trying to shove a narrative down your throat and make up your own mind. And secondly, you need to fucking hang around like-minded men that are going to fucking get you to think for yourself. Men like the men and sovereign men. Badasses, warriors, kick-ass motherfuckers. That's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go back to that scene where, where, where the, the task that was given to the members was to go out, pick a fight with, with a weak looking man and lose on purpose. But like, if you think about, you know, what that does for that other man, you know, to, to bring them back into that masculinity, when you see that scene in like the, those, those feminized men, they look like they're walking around, you know, uh, what are you on? What's that drug called? Uh, is it Vicodin or whatever? That one is supposed to make you to a zombie. It, it like just brings them out, you know, and it, it's, it's amazing, but it does like, that's the thing. Like everyone thinks, oh, it's got to be all about this violence and all that other shit. And like, no, man, no, man. You know, standing, sta men standing in a circle of men doesn't always lead to, to violence. You know, Fight Club glorified it a little bit. Sure. You know, it, it's, it's not it's not really how it goes, you know. And, and, and yeah, men need to we need to start thinking logically as 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 members of this society so we can betterment the society. Right. We, we got to, you know. Justin always said, you know, man that seeks counsel from his emotions lives a fucked up life. And it's so true because your emotions will never lead you always down the right path, right? Feeling good might be feeling good in the moment, but then the feeling of regret is fucking a hundred times worse and it lasts a hundred times longer. You, yeah, you know what Tony I'm Robbins says disciplines weigh, discipline weighs ounces, regret weighs tons. Discipline yeah. weighs ounces, oh, regret one. weighs tons. He's hundred percent right. Yeah, you have to text that to me. Yeah, I will. I will text that to me later. I'm gonna add because I, I I keep a, I keep a, a list of quotes that I like. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I, a good I'm gonna one. add that to my list of quotes. Yeah, you put that. You, you uh, know what? A, Go. Really we'll, we'll put it in the sovereign circle, uh, um, signal group for the men to to see as well. But it's it's the truth, right? It's the truth. And yeah. and men who want to be sovereign. If you want to be a fucking self-sufficient, independent-minded man, you got to think for yourself. You cannot let the fucking media tell you how to think. And I'm saying this right now. As an example, if you like Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau, okay, chances are you didn't arrive at that thought independently. Chances are that thought got shoved down your throat by the media. If you hate Donald Trump and Rob Ford, Chances are you didn't arrive at that thought independently. Chances are that was shoved down your throat by the fucking media. Forget all of that stuff. Go independently examine what these folks are all about and then decide for yourself whether you like or dislike this. I'm going to say this to you. If you're an independent thinking man, you're probably going to value your freedom. So you're not going to be in favor of these motherfuckers who are trying to take your freedom away and pretend that they're not like JT and Biden and folks like that. Right. And if you believe in thinking for yourself, you may not like the style of a Rob Ford or a Donald Trump, but you're going to go, fuck, man. These dudes went out and carved their own path, and they're giving me the freedom to carve my own path. And you're going to fucking at least appreciate that. That's what I'm into. I'm into fucking having politicians that basically leave us alone to do what we do best and keep talking about how great a society we have here. Not those that say, oh, this is so horrible. This is so oppressive. We've been the worst people in the world. Fuck those assholes. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about, first and foremost. And yeah, there's nasty shit in our fucking history. So fucking what? It's called history for a fucking reason. History. We've moved forward. Yeah. We're living life. Yeah, I, I acknowledge the history so we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. That's it. Exactly, bro. We can't exactly. sit there and wallow in it. That's just that's just stupidity. That is stupidity and, and, you know, first I, I think, class. Yeah, I think the one thing we need to let all men know, like if you're if you're a, a, a Trump supporter, a Biden supporter, if you're a fucking Trudeau supporter or a Pierre Polyev supporter, whatever, go out and and start a discussion with the with someone that's on the other the adverse opinion of you. And then see if that argument makes you mad. 
that's it. Because men, you know, men, we only we only fully understand two feelings. You know, mad and not mad. That's it. That's it. No, honestly, <laughs> right? it's and true. just and just see <laughs> if you get into an argument, you know, into a discussion with someone else, and you're getting mad, maybe you should start looking into your 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 own arguments and your defense around what you're talking about. Because I've never ever been in a in a in a discussion around my political views and have gotten mad maybe excited and heated because you know sure. it was a discussion i was into but not angry or mad you, you know what i mean yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean no this has been a, a, yeah. a very good discussion it, it's my belief that men need to learn how to think for themselves another thing that'll help you think for yourself is stop watching so many fucking videos on social media. Stop fucking reading so much bullshit on social media and start actually reading books, paper books. You know, like here's here's a couple books that are kind of uh, here with me right now. Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield's book Turning of the month Pro. in Sovereign Circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is Tony Robbins' book, Life Force, which is all about how to optimize your health with the new miracles of, of fucking technology. There's been some incredible breakthroughs around how to optimize your health, get over diseases better. You know, that's another fucking book that is a, you know, good book. This is the great Zig Ziglar, you know. Oh, this book Zig is Ziglar. about selling. selling 101. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is uh, this is one of my books that I just recently wrote, you, you know, how to create a million dollar a year income. Fucking great, great, great ideas come from reading great books. And, and you know, I'll also say this too, man. I challenge you to write your own fucking book. Even if you never publish it, the, the act of sitting down and writing a book will force you to, to crystallize your thoughts, distill them down to their essence, and be able to explain them and defend them in a way that'll make you question some, some of the thoughts that you have that maybe mm. aren't so good. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah. for me, for me, I'm, I'm I've been listening to you during this talk, and here's what I've been learning about myself in the last few weeks. I'm somebody who um, isn't emotionally self sufficient to the extent that I want to be. I lose my shit. I, I get angry and all that crap. And I and I and I realize many times I'm not responding from a logical point of view. I'm responding from a heated emotional point of view. And I'm like, okay, so how the fuck do I learn? to be different, to not be that way. That's a fucking good thought for me to have. How do I learn to be different? It's a better thought, ah, fuck it, forget it. No, how do I learn to be different? And if you're a man listening to this, ask yourself how you can learn to think for yourself. And maybe some of these ideas that, you know, Arpa, you and I are sharing with these men, maybe you as a man listening to this, you can benefit from exploring some of these ideas for yourself and learning how to think for yourself. Don't think like me. Don't think like art. Think like yourself. Figure out what yeah. thinking like yourself is all about. That's all. That's all the. That's what's needed in this world. And don't. And, and then you know when it comes to making decisions, don't make this, this the decision that's just best for you. Make a decision that's best for for what society needs. Right. What's you know, what, what was the, the, the GFK line? Ask not what's what's uh, what your country can do for you. Ask what you can for do you. for your country. Do for your cut for your country. Yeah, we are yeah. in totally the opposite, you know, viewpoint right now. It, everyone's out there for themselves. It's a it's a it's a it's a piranha pond, you know, and it's, it, it's a piranha. It pond. That's <laughs> I it. love it. That shit doesn't fucking work. It because, uh, you know, anyone that raises a piranha, they know like if they get desperate enough, they'll fucking eat each other until the last one's left. And, and no one wants to live life alone. So, yeah, it's not, it's not what's best for you. It's what's best for, for your country. It's what's best for your, society. You know, your place of business. Yeah. yeah. You know, do what's best for you for the place of business, not because it's going to line your employer's pocket, which is a farce in its own, but because... There's other people that work there that their families are dependent on it. You know, you know, exactly. you know what I mean? You know, you, you look at a, at a simple business like a McDonald's franchise, you know, you got this kid flipping French fries. Well, you know, if you don't show up for work, others, you know, may have to cover and, and it could take time away from their families. Or if that business doesn't do well, how many people lose their job? 15, yeah. 16, maybe more, 20, 30 employees. 
that's 30 other families that'll be be affected negatively that. yeah you, you know what i mean like look at look at when we look at the strike that's going on now and this whole notwithstanding clause bullshit that's that's happening which by the way is 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 the union's fault because they were specifically told take the strike off the table we can continue negotiations and they said no and and, and in my view they forced the government because they called the bluff you know like it's as simple as that you know you know and, and and i think this is all nothing the you know rhetoric the 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 and 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 victim promoting uh, or victim praising that that we see that's that's typical in our society it's it's a bunch of dog shit um yeah 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 dude that union is not doing what's best for its members it's doing what's best for itself the leaders of the union I, yeah they're doing what's best for as the far leaders as of the i'm union, concerned Union fees are a percentage of membership revenue. So, you know, for that union leader to push a strike and to try and get an 11% increase means he himself gets an 11% increase, right? It's not best. They're not doing what's best for children. What's best for children would have kept the schools open and they would have kept negotiating on the side. But no, the union said that was not good enough. We have to disrupt so all, everything. All Ontario schools at the moment are shut down. I mean... Tomorrow, the schools will be shut down. Uh, Tuesday, they're yeah. going to be shut down. Wednesday. So the government has invoked the notwithstanding clause in Ontario, uh, which allows them to basically violate the charter. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what, that is the only way you can legally violate the charter. That's, and using that's not that true, clause. Because the charter specifies the notwithstanding clause. So they're, it's, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the charter against I, I, I get it. I get it. But that's just, you know, it, there are rights that are enumerated in the charter, and the notwithstanding clause basically says you don't have to respect those rights. So, you know, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, I, I happen to agree with the government's invocation of the notwithstanding clause in this case. I believe it was the right and appropriate thing to do. But how long is it going to take for them to actually implement the new legislation to force these guys back to work? It's going to take longer than a day or two, right? It's 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 going to take a while. But like, see, this is where you and I will differ in opinion, and this is what we're talking about about being a free thinker. I don't think that it was right for the notwithstanding clause to overwrite another part of the charter for five years. But uh, I I do agree that I don't put the blame on the on the government. I put the blame squarely on the on the, the, union, the unions because they were specifically. I'm agreeing told, with you there. I'm agreeing with you. Take away there. the strike threat. We'll continue negotiations, and they said no. You yeah, know, they, they wanted. A, the they wanted. A, they wanted to basically show their they, who's got the biggest swinging dick. Yeah, yeah. that's what That's it was it, all man. about. But but listen, the union showed their teeth, and now the bigger dog took the fucking bite. Well, now. Yeah, and I listen in general. I don't agree with the notwithstanding clause. I don't agree with it. I don't think it should exist, in my opinion. Right? However, it does exist, and in this case, it was a tool that that could be used to basically get the unions to do the right thing. So, even though, as a matter of principle, I'm against the notwithstanding clause existing at all, shouldn't be available to anybody. But if it is available. And someone's being a fucking dick, you know, and you have the ability to use it to force them to not yeah. be a dick and use it. They've, they push the government to enact it, you know, and they say, oh, it was all premeditated, whatever. Yeah, of course, man. Anyone that's ever played the game of chess knows you always have to think and move, you know, moves ahead. You need to have a plan and moves ahead. So, yeah, they and knew. If I were negotiating they knew. with somebody that had the ability to fucking force my hand. Yeah. I maybe would say, look, I I'm 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 not gonna fully hand. take it off the table, the strike, but I'm not gonna strike right now. Let's keep negotiating. But there's a timeline yeah. to negotiations I'm gonna give you. The timeline That's isn't it. forever. It's not forever. So you gotta understand that if you don't come up, if you don't negotiate in good faith to allow us to get to a a certain stage, then I'm going to fucking put the strike back on the table. But I'll give you three weeks. I'll give you three weeks, three whatever. Weeks. Three know, weeks. You know, or, or even negotiate. They could have negotiated, you know, that that whatever, you know, whatever outcome they come to is retroactive, you know, like like there's, there's so much more they could have done, you know, and, 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 you know, when you look at it, it's, you know, it's almost, it's almost like the nuclear option. You know, that's, that's what they have. 
you know, the, the, the union's nuclear option is to strike because it disrupts society. Well, you know what? The government's nuclear option now is a notwithstanding clause. We'll overturn your right. You want to play, you want to play these cards? Let's fucking go. I, uh, me personally, I love it. I think it's a fucking great move. Not that I agree with it, but then I don't agree with the way the union's been doing, doing it either. Unions for the last, I don't know, 20 or 30 years, especially the ones around education, they've been, they've been leveraging, yeah, leveraging our kids. kids and our country's future for their own personal fucking benefit. I know the kids you, fucking you love know it. What I'm right? saying? The kids are loving not going to fucking school. <laughs> Well, they, they do, but they hate the fact that they have to go to online learning, which, you know, I, I understand, you know, the, the, you know, I, I agree. Like the kids, kids need to be in school. They need the social interaction. You know, they, they need it. Do they need it this time of year when the viruses are rampant and all this fucking will probably have some unintended consequences that are good, but you know, we, you know, people need to think for themselves. I'm looking, I, I read these Reddit posts and all this other crap and everyone is, you know, everyone seems to be siding with the union because they paint a fucking a good picture, but they but they're, they're just like marketers, bro. They lie. They they specifically said in a sentence that the average worker only makes like thirty nine thousand dollars a year. And they admit that some of them are part time, but they don't tell you how many, you know, if the majority of them are part time, that means the full time ones are making a lot more than 40K so a year. What they should say is part time. Not that bad away. Yeah, what they should say is what the average full time worker makes a year, and then they should draw. Oh, but a they can't do that distinction though, between average full time worker and average part time worker. I think that's important. But they draw. can't do that, brother. If they did that, then they wouldn't get the sympathy of the public, and that's what they they're can do that. They're they choose not to do that. Sympathy. They they can yeah, do yeah, that. Of course they're they could. Not to do that. Oh yeah, they could be a decent you know, a decent set of citizens and put the stats out the way, the way they should be, but they're not, they're fact picking and they're, they're distorting the numbers and the truth to make their point to get this, the, 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 the unions are leftists side. and that's what leftists do. Leftists lie ah, and to fucking get their way. That's their, that's their ah, whole fucking way. Man, these, these government, these government unions, man, like I'm, I'm, you know, I am so happy, you know, the way Stephen Lecce and Doug Ford are pushing back because typically when, you know, unions strike, it goes for a week or two, and governments fold and cave, you know, with the exception of, you know, the, the teachers prior to COVID with, I don't know if you remember it like I do, but they were, they were going to strike. They held a strike up until what? Days before the, the COVID lockdowns happened, they signed the fucking deal the way it was. Why? Because the unions didn't want to get stuck paying their fucking membership for two years because they didn't know how long that COVID lockdown would have last. It would have drained their coffers and they would have had no money uh, le left uh, after that. The union would have folded. So they signed the deal the way it was. That's what they did. And now they're supporting this union fighting against because, yeah, they know if, if the government caves to their 11 points, they're going to cave to the next teacher fucking strike, which is probably right behind this one that just happened, you know. So I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad Doug's standing up to these guys. I'm not happy that they're using the, the, the notwithstanding clause. I, I think it's gone overboard. But uh, I'm not happy that the that the the union decided to sh to to pull the kids out of school rather than continue negotiating. Well, your uh, your kids are out of school this week, basically, right? Uh, they're out of school. That's okay. It, it doesn't affect me much. You know, my 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 whole wage goes to covering my 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 nanny's salary. Yeah, it makes times a little tough for the next few years, but it's got to be what it's got to be until, uh, you know, we, we can we can get the alternative, uh, you know. Uh, that's that's in your situation. There's going to be a lot of fucking me. parents that are going to be forced to, like, work from home and shit like that work to look from, after the kids. Work from home, call in sick. Yeah, I get it, brother. I get it. But you know what? As a society, we need to buckle down. We need to put our fucking heels in the fucking ground because, like, if we if we keep pandering to these unions, they're going to keep lofting on all these these, you know, exorbitant expenses. And the thing is, like, people, open your eyes. The provincial government pays these people from the taxes it collects that you and I pay. We pay these taxes. These taxes are not a choice. We don't get to choose. They are taken from us and then given to people like this. So like, you know, let's not fucking think that these unions and, and these other, you know, teachers and so forth are, are so innocent and, 
they're not victims like they're making themselves out to be. These are sheep, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, brother. They are wolves in sheep. Look at look at them. Look at the trail of money where it goes. It goes from our pockets to theirs. You know, and you know maybe few individuals in the province would be like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll cough up the eleven percent, but the buck doesn't stop at one union. Unions move. They're they're like a school of fish. One will lead in the direction, the rest will follow. You, you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. And, and and Ontario, as far as I understood, is still the world's largest sub-sovereign debt holder. You know, the debts are high in this province. We need to get that shit gone because now with inflation, the way it goes, you know, we're going to have to pay off old debts with new debts at higher interest rates, which means we're going to have to generate more taxes to cover that shit. Like, like this is not a, this is, this is not good. We're in a bad cycle right now. Very bad. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck this, uh, this episode started off with us talking about men needing to think for themselves. And uh, it has basically jumped from tangent to tangent around <laughs> what's happening in our current society in Ontario, which I thought was good. I thought it was a fucking powerful discussion. And, and also with uh, what's happening in the world of Canadian and American politics. It was great. Yeah. Fucking great episode. Great episode, Art. So to sum up, you're a man and you're listening to this and you need to um, become intellectually sovereign. You need to toughen yourself up intellectually. You need to toughen up your mindset. Then here's what we advise you to do. We advise you to go to sovereignman.ca, check out what we're doing and what we're all about. Come join our merry band of men because there's something called the law of proximity. If you hang around tough-minded men, you're going to become a tough-minded man. So come check yes, out what sir. we're doing and let's make it happen for you. And we've got yes. a, um, we've got a, um, if you live in Toronto, we've got an in-person guest event happening. So go on that website, reach out to us and we can tell you all about it. Our great fucking conversation, man. Catch you on the flip yeah, side, brother. Time. Have yourself a wonderful day, man. You too. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.